to Ask the Teacher ABC. Uh, we are so excited to be here again with you today. Uh, today, we're going to really be focusing in on some teacher questions that we have gotten. Uh, specifically, uh, we have Heather from North Carolina. She's a third grade teacher. And she wrote in, and her question is, uh, what do you believe is the number one factor that contributes to student learning, and why do you believe this to be true? So uh, I'll let you go first, Mom. What do you think? Well, off the top of my head, relationships, right? Relationships connecting with kiddos. What does that mean? What does it look like? How does it sound? So just going into a classroom, kids of all ages, it's important to what? Get to know their names, right? Getting to know you. That part is very essential. It's also getting to know the parent. Build that relationship before you need that relationship. Find something great to say about each student to each parent, at least maybe what, once a week for at the beginning of the year. Um, I know that you came along to a school and you right away connected to the kids through uh, Pokemon. Can you just give us just a quick example about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the here's the thing is at some point you have to be able to relate to them on their level. And if you know things that they know, it's going to make you much more a, a much more relatable person. And that's not saying that you know. Here's the thing. So, with the Pokemon, uh, first of all, Pokemon are not allowed at schools, right? And you're supposed to be trading cards and all that stuff. But by me mentioning that in class, uh, you know, say, oh, you know, uh, one of the things that. I, I liked as a kid was this, or I liked as a kid was that. If you guys know about Pokemon, you know, and everybody's like, of course, everyone knows about Pokemon. And I know everybody knows about Pokemon. And that's why I'm mentioning it. And, and it kind of brings you warm relatability to students and helps you bridge a better relationship. Because there's going to be that kid in the class who maybe they're not that great in school, or they don't think that they're great in school, but they do like Pokemon. So they might not 100% be all in on your lessons, but because you said you liked cooking on, they might pay attention just a little bit more uh, because of what you said, because it's something that they can relate to. And I think that that goes for kids of all ages. Uh, I know that teaching junior high, uh, I would have to agree relationships are so important. And I would say that that is the number one factor of learning. If you're really able to relate to a student and you have a relationship with a student, they're going to pay attention in your class. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have behavior problems. I didn't have any problems in my seventh grade. And people would look at me like I was crazy because they would go to the next class and, you know, act like wild friends. But in my class, there was this expectation and I think that that also, you know, it really ties in with classroom management as well, you know, but uh, I would definitely say that relationships is the first thing. Uh, so how else can it, oh, go ahead. Well, I was thinking even, um, thank you for what you said. That's extremely important, relating to the kids. You can even relate to kids like through your pets. You know, most kids love dogs or little puppies, cats or kittens and 
you know, who has a dog, showing pictures of yourself, w doing regular things that regular people do because what do most kids think? Where where do most kids think the teacher sleeps at night, right? At school. At the school, <laughs> under the desk. Pull my cot out of my desk. <laughs> <laughs> let's sound let's novel instead of kitchen. I cook here, I sleep here, I eat here. I, always, I, I wake up, I teach here. You know, I love this. Yeah. So even like, um, I always, I always tell, uh, teachers, you know, because I have mentored many teachers and I tell them when you meet the teacher, the kiddos on the first day, it's the most important day. It sets that, uh, it sets that foundation, the springboard, your relationships from show them pictures of yourself, you know, show them your funny side, show them your humor side. A lot of people say, don't dare smile before October. But it's like, yeah, you can smile. And like you said, it couples with classroom management. What is that? It couples with your procedures that you have in place. So you actually can smile and maybe even do a little jig. Kids love to see their teachers dance, you know, just kind of mentioning just a couple of different strategies that people use. Well, and I think, you know, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of rephrase it, so. What do you believe is the number one factor that contributes to student learning? Classroom management. And that is the key. Without classroom management, you have nothing. I know, I didn't, I'm going to say, shout out to Harry Wong, first day of school. If you don't have the book, we <laughs> take the book. Because he is amazing. Hands down amazing. Hands down. So you threw exactly what you need to have on your first days of school. And I can tell you, as a middle school teacher, as a fourth grade teacher, as a first grade teacher, mm -hmm. who has been, and I've been teaching for a while now, I still follow his instruction on the first day of school. Yes. I make a script. Right. I, I do an introduction because you're right. If you want to build a relationship with kids, you have to relate to them. And, you know, I, I am lucky. I live on a farm. I have cute goats. I have cute dogs. Yep. <laughs> I have cute kit, 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 you know, like I have all the animals and like, man, I pull up that slideshow and I don't care if they're a kindergartner, a sixth grader, even a 12th grader. Everybody's like, oh my God. You have the news that it helps them be like relatable to you because you're like, yeah, I have kids. Like I'm a real person. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. This is what my interests are. Mm -hmm. Like because the streets deserve to know who's teaching. Yes, and they don't know, and they can't see you as a person. They might not treat you like a person. You might get some disrespect. You might get, you know, A B Z, all of these different things that could happen. Uh, so I really have to say, yeah, relationships, building that relationship, establishing that classroom, uh, management, reading first days of school by Mary Wong. Yes. Let's say that again. Harry Wong. Yes. hundred percent. That, uh, that's what you need to do. Right. Uh, the second most thing that I would say about another factor in students learning kids learn from each other yes we all know that like an adult could tell them a million times and they're not going to hear that their friend tells them once and you're all of a sudden right. like, did I tell you that 
I talked about this a week ago. Right, right. Do this. So, so. Okay, well, great. Great. So uh, one thing that I did in my classrooms uh, was, especially when I taught sixth grade, I gave the kids a subject. And so I would, uh, we would do a week of lesson and then I would say, okay, I want you to focus on this. So you're going to focus on this. I put it in groups and then I outlined the expectations of what had to be in their, their project. And I would make the kids get up there and present to the class. You know, we, we got, we, we taught about, talked about how to give constructive criticism how to give compliments, how to be a good audience member, how to be a good presenter, how to be a good listener, how to be a good speaker. Because I knew that if I got up there and talked about, you know, the ancient Chinese, that half the kids were going to understand what I was saying. Right. right. And the other half were not. But I know that if, you know, uh, one of my students got up there and was talking about the ancient Chinese, everybody was going to be paying attention to what that person would say because for some reason kids will listen to kids right you know and so i think that's another thing that we have to take into consideration is you know those kind of strategies kagan strategies especially because kagan you know get kids talking to each other you know, I know that you use that a lot in your classrooms. I use that a lot in my classroom. Can you tell everybody that does it might not know exactly what it is? Well, I think essentially it's really how to communicate in a pr appropriate way with other students in sharing information, not only being the speaker, but being the listener. It's also coupled with like visible learning. You know, classroom discussion is highly impactful because what you say can spark something in my brain. And then I can then speak about it or even ask questions about it. So I think everything that you're saying is is right. And you and if kiddos are talking to each other, sometimes they need that accountable talk, right? And you can give them those the students what types of talking stems or answering stems to use to then make it part of their everyday language when they are having a discussion. Yeah, I mean that that is true because one of one of the biggest mistakes that I think that teachers make is, you know, this whole idea of there should be no talking in class. Well, if you do it right, you could monitor all the talking in class. They're going to talk in class. They're going to learn from each other. Or they'll actually get it out of their system. Hey, turn to your partner. Tell them blah, 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 blah. Right. They can't get to turn to their partners turn to their group of mates, turn to their desk mates, and they get to talk. Because you know what? That is, that's a never-ending battle. That's a losing battle. And why would you as a teacher want to take on something extra? Right. Why? Right. Why would you want to take on something extra? You're not going to talk in my class. And you know what? A lot of people could, are, might bash me for saying that, but I, 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 do not believe that you should waste your time trying to get kids to stop talking. Mm -hmm. If you set a proper precedent in your classroom where kids have that ability to talk during specific times, you're not going to have the problem in the first place. Right. That's exactly right. And you have to always read your audience. I remember you even said uh, 
during the kiddos don't even get to talk during lunch. So when do they get a chance to talk? And I had to think, okay, I remember in my class in the morning when my kids would come in for breakfast, that was their time to talk. I mean, I would give them some pockets of time to talk. Why not capitalize on that and then couple that with the social part and then make it academic? So it's about reading your audience and capitalizing on that. And I'm just going to say this right now. It does not matter where you are teaching. You could be teaching in the toughest schools because both you and I have taught in tough schools. Both you and I have taught in schools where teachers quit, you know, for a second day because they can't handle it. Right. You know, and, but it doesn't matter where you're teaching, whether you're teaching in a rich area, whether you're teaching in a Title I school. You know, no matter where you're teaching, kids are kids. There is no difference. And if you set these precedences on your first days of school, then you will not have these issues and you will be able to foster a learning environment that is productive. So Heather, relationships, one of the biggest things, and especially when it comes to not only the students, but the parents. So how do you create relationships with your parents? Do you want to talk about like what you have done in the past in your classroom? Yeah, well, we, I talked earlier about sending a little email. Find something good about someone. Take notes about your students and share that. Build that relationship before you actually need the relationship so that when that time does come that maybe you have to call a parent about a child and how they made a bad choice, you will have already set that precedence where, hey, we have a good relationship. I'm going to come to you. Let's see how we can figure this out for the good of the child. And really let the parents know that we, you are part of this equation of success. It's about the teacher, the parent, and the student, no matter what the age of the student. The student needs to be the part of that because that is with what we are talking about, correct? So, so kind of like, um, why would I... Why would, I put myself in the parent's shoes too, and I let them know, hey, I'm a parent. And I know some teachers aren't parents, but you can say, oh, I remember my relationship with my parents. My parent wanted to know everything that was happening at school, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that uh, letting your parents know, hey, we are allies, and even saying it, I'm on your side. We're here to make your child succeed in any way possible that we can. And we're going to make it relevant to your situation, not comparing your kid to Johnny or Bob or Jake or Ann, but comparing your child to themselves. So just really, I always go back to addressing the unspoken language. Address the unspoken language with the parent. Having this conversation will not create retaliation. It will not create uh, revenge. You know, I'm here as your child's teacher for this year. You are their parent. You are the parent and the teacher of the child for their life. Let's work together during this time. Yeah, absolutely. I want uh, a lot of. I know that some uh, teachers might uh, you know, might struggle to like send that email because you know we have so much to do. And um, so I'm going to give a shout out to another company that I have used over the years, and that's Class Dojo. Amen. Yeah, Class Dojo is great. It is awesome. I 
love the class dojo. Yes. I was the mentor, the class dojo mentor for my school. And I introduced it to the whole school. We got everybody on it. And it makes things so easy. Amen. You can literally, it's like sending a text message instead of sending an email. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that Betty is doing amazing today. Thank you so much for making sure that she is here. I love having her in my class. It's been great. The end. That's it. If you don't have class dojo, you should get it. And the reason being is it just makes communication so much easier. And it also keeps track of all of your conversations with Perry. Yes. And you know, if you ever need it, it can be really useful. Cause I will say that I had a pa- I had a bit of the principal's office with my I pre-ounce from Class Dojo saying, Well, Mrs. Smith, I, I contacted you here and you know, I have all my information because sometimes as teachers we have to be prepared for those parents who you know, money won't always be on the same page. And, you know, you get called in that principal's office meeting and here you have all your notes. So right. I'll just say that Dojo is great for everything. Thank you to the creator. Uh, yes, yeah. And it's, and it's, and you can just send pictures. Right. You can keep track of kids' portfolios of work. Right. And the best thing to do is anytime, like, during Meet the Teacher, I had parents that be up for class dojo. Here's your, here, let's make sure you're signing up right now. Right. And I would do it for them on their phone. Download the app. Let's do this. Said, yeah, let's make sure that we stay in contact the whole year. If there were any parents who never funded out, it was my mission to contact them. And I was like, oh, you know, like, here's this code for class dojo. Oh, let me text you. Here's this code for class dojo. Oh, let me email you. Here's this code for class dojo. Oh, I know this thing about that signed up. I would just annoy the heck out of everybody. So they still didn't book for class. I know it's the best. And I really love the way you used it for middle school. It was like all like, it was mostly like discipline, right? Like you mostly used it. It wasn't like to maybe get points per se, but just to kind of, make sure that you were connected to parents. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, we used it in middle school to really, like, we used it so that kids could be employees. I did a lot of group work in my classes. I also used it for a lot for check-ins because, you know, I don't believe that parent-teacher conferences should be the only time that you're talking to parents. Right. If it, that's the only time you're talking to parents, it's a problem. Right. And it's not going to be good for you. No. Because you should be in conversation with parents all the time. Parents should know what's happening in school. And if they don't, then, you know, it kind of creates that stable where you end up with a lot of parent-teacher conferences. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't like to spend all, like, 30 minutes should be, like, the absolute max. But I spent 15 minutes. And honestly, most parents, when they would come and talk to me, it was more like a five or ten minute conversation. Because I already, they already knew. They already knew what was happening. And for junior high, it was really good because it was like, oh, you forgot this or you forgot that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's contact your parents. You know, they might be able to help us, help us figure out what happened to your, 
paper that you were supposed to write. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you lost on the bus. I have a shot of a bunch of paraphernalia now with that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you actually didn't do the assignment and you need a, another week. Okay, well, you're at the highest grade. You can get us a B right now. Let's see you work on it. Why don't you come in during lunch should you use the computers? Right. Like success. Either way, it ends in success, right? Yeah. Well, and the, the, and the kids have some accountability too. And they let them know, like, oh, well, I know that if I don't do this, a disparate body, she would contact my mom or my dad. You know, right. And, you know, I always like to use that tactic, like, oh, you know, so who do you want me to call? And then whoever they say you want me to call, you call the other pair. Right. So that's the nice one. <laughs> and the other one is the one that should be You want to call your mom, Sarah, on step. Okay, let's call it together. <laughs> you type in steps, but they're like, I'm going to call to call my mom. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's not the right thing. I think here's the other beef. That'll be great. In a faster rate. Right, right. Like you said, it, it's accountability. It helps the kid be part of the learning journey, right? It really does. And so. I percent You know, and even having them, you know, I did talk about the discipline side, but I had my kids use down computers to take pictures of the work that they were proud of. Yes. It's go directly to their parents. Amazing. You know? Amazing. Um, but even like being able to take videos of talking on what they did. And like, I recognize students just as much, probably even more than I used it for discipline. Like, I didn't really use it for discipline a ton. Like, yeah, maybe getting a point, take it away here and there. But I also used it for contacting parents or celebrating students. Yes. And that, that seems to be an emphasis where you really are doing so many things, building relationships including your parents in their education, uh, allowing their their child to be successful and be proud of themselves, right? And it yeah. even builds a relationship between the student and their, their own parent, right? Oh, the year, well, that is not a big mystery of what's happening in school. Your parent knows what's happening in school, and you can talk to those points about what's happening at school. Oh, well, I saw today that hey, you guys were doing, uh, you know, work problems in the intervention. How was that? And who the student has a springboard from which to speak to? You mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. So just on the other way, then even like with Class Dojo, then even the parent can then reach out to you and say, oh, so-and-so's had a bad day or had a bad start yes. to their day. Yes. Have you ever had that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a student who came to school and she, I could tell there was something going on. So I got a class dojo and sure enough, I had a message there. I pulled up her class and, you know, her, her grandmother had passed away. I mean, this little girl couldn't even concentrate. And so I, I ended up texting her mom back and I was like, I'm in a monitoring situation, you know, for the last hour or so. I think that it's best if you could pick her up. Because she wanted me to say it. She, she told me, this is what happened. I thought it might be best for her to have some normalcy and go ahead and go to school today. But please let me know if you see anything that 
shows, you know, uh, that she's not going to have that good edge, that this is not a good thing for her today. Right. And it turned out that it was a good thing for her today. She, you know, she needed to be out. She needed to be with her family. Yes. So I think that that was one instance, you know, and I'd had other instances too, like, oh, so-and-so, you know, had a rough morning. I just wanted to make you aware. Uh, just all these different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate all your words. I think it's so important for us to uh, be able to share about the nitty gritty. How does it look? How does it sound? I think we gave some really good examples of how to build relationships, what that means um, with procedures, classroom management, uh, parents. So we've kind of touched on a lot of different points. Take notes while we're talking, right? I think that's the best if you really want to gather some information yeah you know classroom management could be i would do a whole series of classroom management i think we should so you know if you do want to hear more about that and you let us know you know email us ask the teacher abc or sorry ask the teacher xyz at gmail.com email us ask us your questions uh we so appreciate you heather thank you so much for writing in for asking your question we hope that we were uh clear enough saying but and if having called blood shows please reach out yes yeah, so thank you find us on spotify we're just building our bank of episodes and we're so happy to be able to answer questions and if i just like instagram our instagram is at the teacher uh ask the teacher abc podcast i just on instagram like us on instagram and if you have a question, we could post it there as well. Yes. All righty. Signing out. Bye.